What's going on, military cash flow family? I hope everybody's doing okay. And today we're going to talk about how I manage my money. All right. So this has been a conversation or a topic that's came up a lot recently with a lot of our agents that we're dealing with, a lot of the people that are in our investors program over at the Five Pillars Realty Group. And so I thought this might be a good topic for me to share with you guys in the military cash flow family. All right. So when it comes to money, we're always looking at how we can make more, how we can make more, how we can make more. But if many of you may have not heard this before, but they say, hey, if you can't manage $100, how the hell can you manage a million, right? So today we're going to talk about how I manage my money, what I've learned across my journey through money, and how you potentially can make it as simple as I do moving forward with your financial future as well. Without further ado, let's get to it. Hey, how's it going? This is Dan Wynn and Mike Glassby, and this is the Military Cash Flow Podcast where we teach service members how to build wealth and create passive cash flow through real estate. We cover real deals, real numbers, and real lessons learned from other successful investors. Now, whether you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast, we need you to like, share, and subscribe. Now let's get started creating this military cash flow. All right, so let's talk about it. Let's get straight to the meat and potatoes. When we're looking at money, guys, many of us are thinking of how can we create more streams of income, right? One stream of income may be our W-2 job. Great. The second one may be that first rental property. Well, how do we get more? And most of you may know this, but the average millionaire has about seven streams of income. So we're always trying to figure out how can we beat that, right? But as more of these streams start to come in, we got to be very creative or very aware of how do we manage each single one of those streams? I mean, hell, just waking up doing a nine to five job all the damn time, having a boss, having do outs, having uh, assignments that sometimes we need to take home in order to get complete, that can be stressful enough, right? And then not, not to consider our living expenses or grocery bills, blah, blah, blah. So although we may want these income streams, we got to figure out the base, the foundation, how do we manage what we have? And so I am in the mindset of KISS, keep it simple, right? Keep it simple. Stupid is really what it breaks down to, or keep it simple. That's really the only one I know. I've heard a few different variations, but I can't remember them, but keep it simple, right? I used to think, I used to think that, hey, if I'm going to manage my finances, I need this massive Excel spreadsheet. I'm going to have different tabs for every different thing. I'm going to track every income that comes in, every expense that goes out. I need QBO, which is QuickBooks Online. I need that program. You know, I need ah, da, da, I need this. I need that. I need to review my receipts every week. Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. We all can do all of those things. And I tell you what, if you did it in that much detail, you would know your finances better than anybody else could ever imagine, better than bookkeepers and CPAs. And that may be something to strive for if that's your prerogative. But if you're anything like me, I am ambitiously lazy. Let's be honest. I want financial freedom, but I also want the time freedom. The time is much more important for me. So I want to keep my finances as simple as possible. So how do I do that? What I do is I essentially divide my spending categories into chunks. And that's it. Now, many of you may say, uh, well, how many chunks, Mike? And I'm going to tell you, 12. I'm lying. 
That's a lot. I had, I see it hurt me so bad to say it that I had to stop it real quick. It's not 12. I only divide my spending into three chunks and we're going to go over all three of them. The first one is savings. The second one is expenses. And the third and final one is investing. All right. So let's get to the first one. All right. So when we talk about saving, we have to put this at the top of the list for a reason. We have to make it a priority. So as many of you are aware, we only really accomplish things that we prioritize. There's no such thing as lazy. People will be like, oh, I'm too lazy to do it. Or, oh, I'll get to it later. Oh, no, nah, it's just not a priority, right? If people decide to binge uh, Netflix instead of going to the gym, it's that new episode of Orange is New Black or whatever it is that you're watching that's taking priority in your life at the moment. You're not worried about the gym. And, and let's be honest with ourselves, right? We take extreme ownership in everything that we do. We know that that's the case. So the question becomes, why aren't you saving any money? It's because it's not a priority. Now, I realized that for myself early in the game. Thankfully, I did. And I used to save money, save money, save money, and then I'd spend it and I'd have to start all the way over. But saving was always a priority for me. So I treat it just like that. It's a number one priority. And therefore, in my mind, it's a mandatory expense, right? We'll get to expenses in a minute. But if you think of it that way, then no matter what comes in, you know a portion of it has to go to savings, okay? And that's the way that I treat that. Uh, you can consider it like uh, tithing, right? And, and I'm not saying that saving your money is equivalent to tithing. So anybody who feels very adamant about tithing, that's not what I'm saying. But if you treat it and give it that much respect, then you'll be surprised at how much money you can accumulate over time, okay? So when we look at saving, there are a couple of parameters around it. So one, I know a certain portion is coming in. Now for me, what I do is I just take a flat percentage of what I make and a percentage of it goes to saving, okay? Now that number does change from time to time. It can go anywhere from 10% all the way up to 50% if, if you know finances are flowing pretty good for me. But no matter what, that money is going to go to savings. And in addition to that percentage that I allocate out of whatever I'm making, I also have kind of a, a cap, right? So many of you may have heard of the emergency fund. An emergency fund has been explained by several different people in the finance industry. Some will say it's one month worth of expenses. Some will say it's three, six, nine, so forth and so on. And I always want to make sure that I have some sort of capital reserve saved up. So if I don't have my minimum emergency amount, then I'm going to take a larger portion of my income, if I can afford to, and move it over to that saving side of the house, right? And, I'm, and now I'm saying if I can afford to, now what I'm referring to is 50% versus 30%, okay? Because no matter what, it's always going to be a hard percentage. And I'm going to take it and I'm going to flow over until I reach that minimum emergency amount for me, right? Now, once I have that, Oh, we're still saving. We're still saving. We're still going to allocate the rest. But the question then becomes, what do you do with the extra savings? So it's already kind of a teaser and you guys already know the answer, but we're going to go ahead and go into step two now, which is expenses. Expenses, expenses, expenses. Gotta love them. Who really enjoys getting that damn letter in the mail with the new bill saying, uh, you know, hey, you got three days to pay this or we're calling it due. Now, hopefully you guys are better with your finances than I was in the beginning, but I got plenty of those damn letters, right? Because I would put it off and then it would slap me in the face when reality hit and realize that maybe I didn't set up that automatic payment. Maybe I didn't do this. Maybe I didn't do that. 
right? So expenses were was a, a huge burden for me, not only because they're mandatory fees you have to pay, right, in a sense, in order to live, but because there also came a part of time management around managing all those increasing expenses over time, especially for those of you who have, who have experienced lifestyle creep, which means the more money you make, all of a sudden there's more expenses involved because now you're, you're subscribing to the Disney Plus and to the Netflix and to the whatever else, right? So you got to kind of be conscious of those. So the way I treat expenses is I actually take the average three months and I do this quarterly. All right. So every quarter I review the past three months and I want to figure out what my average monthly expenses are. Okay. Now the game, if you will, or the fun part of it becomes how well can I maximize the efficiency of those past three months? So I'm looking all through those three months and I'm seeing, Hey, what are some reoccurring expenses? that kind of maybe got out of hand or a little bit higher than maybe I expected, okay? So maybe it was going out to eat. Maybe I was spending money on food. And what was the change between the previous three months and then the last three months, right? Or you call them quarters, right? So what was the difference there? If I see all of a sudden that my uh, dining out or my food expense has went from, uh, let's say $500 a month to $1,500 a month, uh-oh. Uh-oh, something's wrong, right? Or something has drastically changed. Now, uh, because I do believe that we work extremely hard and we should be able to, uh, you know, treat, treat yourself, right? If you've seen the last episode for managing uh, stress, it's about treating yourself sometimes. You have to be able to do that. So you should be able to spend money on things like that, right? But can I maybe streamline the efficiency of it? Maybe. Instead of just completely cutting out, uh, eating out and watching where I'm uh, going to the grocery store and, and budgeting and all these other things, maybe I just reduce going out to eat maybe twice a month. I'm sorry, twice a week. We can do twice a month, right? If you really want to be strict, but maybe only twice a week, right? Maybe that alone can reduce it by another $700 for the month or something along those lines. But you get my point there, right? In addition to that, I'm going to go take a look at where all these expenses went, right? In addition to seeing you know, how much was spent per category. I'm also going to see like, what was new then, you know, what's different now than the last three months or the previous ones, right? Uh, did I, maybe I subscribe for something new? Did I maybe pay for a new membership to a club, to a gym, uh, to a Toastmasters group or whatever? Okay. Out of those expenses, which ones are considered business write-offs? Which ones can I maximize efficiency on? Maybe I'm not already tracking them as business expenses, but maybe I can reallocate them towards that, right? Or which ones am I not even using at all? Can I just cut them off completely? And if I can, great. How much of that now that I cut off, can I move to a different category like saving or investing? Right? So without making it overly complicated, I simply just review my finances every quarter. And I just want to make sure that those expenses are in line and I'm keeping them in check. I don't want them to get out of hand. I don't want lifestyle creep to kind of take over. And I just want to be able to move them around as much as possible. Now, for me, it's not a strict, it must meet this minimum requirement as far as expenses go. And the reason why is because the savings was already prioritized. So my saving was already done. And then whatever's left over can be used for the expenses and for the investing, 
right? And which we're going to talk about next. Now, this is my favorite way to use money is investing, right? Everybody talks about they want to be wealthy. They want to be rich. They want to be financially free. And people that don't understand this concept struggle to do it because primarily the way to wealth accumulation is through investing, right? Now you can invest in many different things, real estate, stocks, bonds, blah, land, farms, businesses, so forth and so on. But the key is you got to invest something. So if we kind of go back to the beginning of the video, we talked about the savings aspect, what I really focus on, right? And as soon as I reach that threshold of my three month, six month, nine month fund that I'm looking for, whatever is in excess, that is where I just immediately allocate over to the investing side of the house. So in essence, investing is still prioritized for me, even though it's the third ideal uh, or idea of how I manage my money, it's still a priority because that money is already allocated for savings and that excess I'm immediately rolling over to investing. Well, guess what? I don't only just focus on the excess for savings. I also focus on the expenses, right? So let's say hypothetically, and we're going to just make a very simple number. Here. We're going to say a thousand dollars a month, a thousand dollars a month, come in. $300 goes towards savings. Okay. I reach my requirement, whatever's excess, maybe I move to investing. That's $300. I take another 500 and that's my average expense month over month over month. So I'm trying to stay as close as I can to that $500 mark. So the excess, because I've already calculated it now, that excess is going to go straight into investing. And again, the investing is a mix of things for me. It could be a Roth retirement account. It could be my whole life insurance policy. It could be a, a savings, a separate savings account where I'm saving up for another investment property. List goes on, right? But let's say that $500 that I'm using for those expenses for the month, let's say I actually finish off the month at $400 and I got $100 left over. What do you think I do with that extra money? For me, since it's extra, it's a bonus. I need to reward myself. And my version of rewarding it is putting it towards investing. Now, there are different ways to reward yourself. All right. I'm just telling you what I do. But in, to be quite honest, I can make a great argument to say, hey, look, you save that extra hundred. Go out and enjoy yourself in life. Go maybe take, uh, take the wife or the kids out or the fiance, the girlfriend, the boyfriend, whatever. Take them out for a treat. Maybe you just treat yourself. Go to the movies by yourself, whatever, because that's extra money that you saved by managing your expenses. So you should treat yourself. Now, my version of treating myself is typically putting it into an investment. And every now and then, because I plan ahead, right, with my money. So let's say uh, I plan a vacation. Well, that's already allocated and it's already in the expense file, right? It's already there. But hey, I might get a little extra money and say, you know what? Now I'm going to uh, splurge a little bit more. I'm going to move this to the vacation fund when I'm out there on vacation time, right? So just understanding the importance behind managing your money is it, it does not have to be extremely stuffy or extremely restricting. That's the important part. It doesn't have to be super complicated with Excel spreadsheets and budgets. And for those of you who can do that, I applaud you because many people can't. And right now for everybody who feels like they're struggling to get in, in tune with their finances, I encourage you to maybe, maybe take something from this video here and keep it very simple. Break it up into two or three different categories, block them off by percentages or dollar amounts, and just stick to what you got.
Just stick to what you got on the expense side. Once things are paid, your mortgage, your rent, your, your food and so forth and so on, you got whatever's left over to spend, go out and spend it the way you want to, because you've already allocated it as an expense. All right. So hopefully you guys got something from this video. And if you did, you already know, hit the like, hit the subscribe, share this bad boy, and let us know in the comments below what other type of topics you'd like to hear about. Maybe some of our own personal struggles, because believe me, we got a lot of them along, uh, along this journey here, or maybe you guys are going through a specific situation with your investment journey and you just kind of want to spitball some ideas, please leave it in the comments below and we'll do our best to make some content for you guys. But until next time, this is Mike Glaspie signing off.